Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. His passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show, coming to you from the Citizens Bank Studio from the Mississippi Delta, and, and I always enjoy that little uh, uh, guitar riff. It reminds me of the famous father blues, uh, Robert Johnson, and the way he played that guitar. People discovered him so long after he died. People like Eric Clapton and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and I'm right here near actually where one of the areas, one of the cemeteries. He's claimed to have been buried. So I think three or four communities claim that he's buried there. But the blues marker is here, right outside of uh, Greenwood. I'm sitting at Itabina now. Uh, let me bring my next guest in, and then I'll, uh, I have something I want to share just about what we were talking about during the break. But this is uh, Dave Dennis from Specialty Contractors. He's a longtime community uh, leader. He's been involved in the uh, Federal Reserve for a number of years. And we'll chat about that a little bit. He's got a good finger on the pulse of the regional economy and certainly here in coastal Mississippi. But but without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Dave back to the show. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, Ricky. Thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity of visiting with you this morning. Well, what, what's interesting is, uh, so Dave's a big supporter of Auburn. Uh, he played at Auburn. And he has a long history of involvement in the athletic program at Auburn. And of course, Jeff Duncan, you know, he's covered, he's covered the SEC in great detail, especially LSU. He's the, the leading reporter for the New Orleans Saints. And of course, Kyle plays the music in the Superdome during the Saints game. So it's always interesting to me to have these conversations during the break. I wish, you know, frankly, I wish we'd have recorded that whole thing and we'd have, we'd have had a whole show that we could have done. Because the thing Kyle's sharing that we would never share on the air. But but the, but the thing is, it's really interesting, the, the conversation we were having. And um, it's good to, to hear you sort of go back and forth with uh, with Jeff, someone who has such a good f- finger in the pulse of what's going on. And I, I enjoyed just listening to you guys talk. Well, it's 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 interesting when you see someone that has access to a locker room, and and I am a sports guy. It's, it's part of life. It teaches a lot of leadership skills, teamwork skills that are applicable in business and family, wherever you want to go. If you're in, in a in a church organization, you have to have leaders, and in most sports programs, build leaders. And you can look around. I'll, we'll just say the NFL because Jeff was talking about the Saints earlier. And I'm, I'm not going to weigh in yay or nay on, on whether they're in good hands or not because I'm not close enough to know. But when you have a good, solid leader, someone that is a, a person that the players want to follow, the coaches want to follow, and candidly, your customers happen to be the fans that buy tickets. Your customers happen to be the people that buy concessions at the stadium or watch the ball game on television for ratings. So if you have a good leader that brings people in, then it's going to enhance the whole organization. It's just going to make it stronger. And that, Ricky, candidly, is I think what Jeff was trying to talk about was uh, different groups have it, different groups don't have it. And um, we'll let the pundits, uh, of which I am not, by the way, weigh in on whether the Saints do or don't currently. But I think they're on a on an 0-3 streak right now, so one might tend to think the trend needs to be reversed. 
Hey, listen, my my uh, son Justin Matthews broke from the family uh, code, and that is we all went to the University of Southern Mississippi, and all our kids went to the University of the Mississippi, and then Jordan went from there off to uh, Ole Miss Law School. But Justin, from a very young age, because of you, decided he wanted to go to Auburn. Well, so my family is, we're Auburn fans. We're War Eagle fans. We went for the four years he was at, uh, actually five years that he was at at uh, um, uh, Auburn. We, we loved going there. We loved pay, paying attention. We loved visiting with you, Dave. But, you know, in the day of the transfer, transfer portal and NIL and all of this, it's, uh, it makes, it creates a whole different set of challenges. And it, I, I you know, my read on it, and especially looking at the commits that continue to commit to Auburn, Auburn is in good hands in this new era, aren't they? I, I agree. I agree. I don't know Hugh Freeze as well as I certainly have known some of his predecessors. Uh, uh, many Mississippians do. I spoke to him before the Ole Miss game a few weeks ago. In fact, uh, uh, our Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and his wife Lynn have a granddaughter that's at Auburn currently, and they came over and stayed with us for the weekend for the Ole Miss game. But they're they're, it's, a, it's a phenomenal school. Take the athletics part out of it. Uh, uh, it's, it's hard to compare yourself on the, particularly the football field with a coach Saban who clearly is head and shoulders above probably anybody of our generation, most likely from a leadership role. But notwithstanding that, Auburn is a good school. Uh, Steve Forbes was there at a, at a business dinner one night, and I happened to be seated immediately next to him. We're elbow to elbow, and he said, you know what the most – conservative school, not in political conservative, but conservative in terms of quality of life, in terms of where you would want your children to go and feel safe. And doesn't matter what demographics you're from, doesn't matter what gender you are, that is a safe, fun school to be at. And, and uh, I've been, candidly, I've enjoyed it. Uh, was down on the field for an Iron Bowl. It, uh, mm -hmm. it, it was, it's just a neat place to be. <clears throat> Saban, Saban, man, this may be his greatest coaching year. I mean, what do you have I'm to do? I'm going to agree. And, and, and let, let me put a one or two things in perspective. I had opportunities. I'm not an I person, which you know, Ricky. Yeah. Very, in fact, the total opposite. Yeah. I had the opportunity. Uh, I had an offer from Coach Bryant at Alabama, Georgia Tech, and Southern Miss, a few places. I walked on at Auburn because my late wife and I wanted to go there. And so that's what we did. I called Coach Jordan and, and wound up playing a little bit when little bitty guys could play. But it's a good school to go to and it's particularly a good school if you want to feel as a parent that your children are in, in fairly safe hands and you know they can get in mischief just like any of us did growing up but it, it's it's by and large a very safe place to be and they're drawing a lot of nil attention i will say that uh, they've gotten i think on the wide receiver package alone there are either two or three five-star commits and then one four, or maybe it's two and two, I don't recall, but but there's four that are four or better uh, just on wide receiver. And uh, it, it is, make no mistake, it is a major league business at this point in time. It and, is, it is. It's hard. That, that part is hard to watch. I tell you, Auburn, just a, just a personal note, Auburn, uh, I'm a big believer in Mississippi schools, don't get me wrong, but uh, my son, Justin, had to, had to break from the family, as I mentioned. But he got such a great education, and I watch him now at Pricewaterhouse on the international consulting team. Just got back from doing a doing work in India, and man, he's just hitting it out of the park. And so, and and Auburn prepared him. Man, he went in. He went yeah. into his gig ready to go. And well, he, he stands. He, he got engaged in leadership 
groups, Ricky. Uh, both of my kids, uh, I, I grew up in Alabama, is candidly, because Auburn was a public institution, and that's pretty much what we could afford to do. My kids got law degrees from Ole Miss. They did get Mississippi educations, ultimately, in, in advanced degrees. But this is a good state. And by the way, they came back home, ultimately, to, to work in Mississippi, which you and I have talked about uh, brain drain reversal on many occasions. And they went away, got educated, came back. So uh, that is what we hope. But uh, your children are phenomenal, Ricky, and make no mistake about it. They're, they're all good. All three of them are exceptional leaders. Hey, in Dave, their own what's interesting field. about What's interesting about watching you with your kids, you, 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 you and Jane did such a wonderful job with your kids. They're smart as hell. They're extraordinarily well-educated. And you, you would hope that they would, they would come back and get involved in the business. I mean, that's always your hope. Well, sure. they, they go out and you, know, you let them go. And they, I don't you know, work they, my whole life. <laughs> well, you let, they, you know, they, you got to let them, you know, do their wings. You know how the story goes. But to see them come back and hit it out of the park the way they have, that's 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 got to be incredible. I, I thought we were good running a business, and we were we were pretty good at it, I, I will admit. The kids, I just sit there in awe and go, holy mackerel. Uh, we were, you know, we were we were in double-A ball, not major leagues, compared to the way they're operating. And, and a lot of it is technology-driven that, candidly, I, I can do it. But it's just second nature to them. It, I mean, they'll they'll whip through it, and it's it's done while I'm sitting there figuring it out. Yeah. But it's uh, it has a lot to do with exposure. It has a lot to do with expectations, uh, and and that's what we try to do in life. That's what we try to do in the business. That's what we try to do in the community. And honestly, that's what you did. And I'm going to equate this back to your son Harold time, Ricky. And you're certainly doing it on your show now. You are encouraging people and challenging them to a degree to have the expectations to make this a better place. And uh, if, if I have any epitaph later in life, I would hope it's that uh, they, they made it a little bit better than they found it. And that's truthfully, listen, you, that's what listen, you try to do. Ann said to me, I, I've shared this before, but but it's important to note that you're really only as good as your last performance. you know. And, no. and Ann, Ann said to me, she said, people won't even remember you as the Sun-Herald publisher. You know, they'll, they'll just remember you through your show. But I thought the way that George Schlegel, God rest his incredible soul. Unbelievable. But I, I like the way that George said it. I asked him not long before he died, how does he want to be remembered? And he said, I don't want to be remembered. He said, I just want the things that I was involved in to continue. And if I had a small role in creating the kind of coastal Mississippi that caused people to want to come back here, whether my name's associated with it or not... Then I will have, I will have achieved my goal. And he, you know, you know, he meant that. He did mean it. You know, I would, I would take most years. Uh, we would take a guy's ski trip, and it was a phenomenal trip. It was a session where we would ski hard during the day, come in, and then we would sit down at the dinner table for hours. I Let's mean, do this. Let's. I don't want to short circuit. Circuit. We're going to come back on the other side, and we'll get. George's, excuse me, Dave's interpretation of uh, George's incredible leadership and how that played out. We'll see you after this.
now, back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Dave Dennis from Specialty Contractors. And you know, it's interesting. We never know where the conversation is going to go, but we started talking about legacy. And and you can't help but think about George Slogan when you think about legacy and the impact he had on so many of us. And you know, even in his death and the words he expressed prior to his death, he inspires us with, it's not about us. It's about, you know, the things we put in place and, and the things that, that we're part of and, um, you know, that's what legacy is. It's, it's the, it's, it's not whether they remember you or not. It's, it's, it's whether they are able to enjoy the things that you were part of. And that was the point that George was making, but what a substantial figure. Oh, R- Ricky, he, he had more to me, more impact than almost anything. I remember him sitting in my office, um, uh, we were moving banking. I'm an Alabama, grew up in Alabama, which many of you know, and moved over here in 1976. Well, in 1984, we we're getting ready to move all our banking over to Mississippi. And George and Sal Domino sat in my office. I remember George, I'm in commercial construction. He took his hands and he did, if all the bad debts of Hancock Bank were this tall, this much of it was construction and development. And I said, oh, great. Uh, so I don't even need to talk to you. He said, no, no, no. We will work with you on character and on, on a lot of other issues. And, and I'm going to tell you, they were phenomenal. And he personally attended to a lot of that. But if I had a major decision on on making an investment, I, I wouldn't talk to him sometimes. I'm talking major things on a yeah. couple of career opportunities that you've been aware of in the political arena. Yeah. I went and talked to him and said, this is what is on the table for us. And he had wanted to run for mayor as a young guy, and he chose not to. And he stayed with a bank, which was a good call. But it grew a career. It let him grow a family. It let him be a dad. Well, I chose the same path and stayed in a private arena to coach baseball, to coach football, to uh, camp out with Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and and honestly be dad and, and live the life of what hopefully is raising a family and, and growing a community, not just your family, but the community around it also. Yeah. That was George's charge in life. I remember him looking at me and he said, um, you know, when I had the chance to be mayor many, many, many years ago when I was in my 20s, uh, a gentleman, Jack Watson, that the plant power company plant Watson's name for, and you've heard his story a hundred times. He said, George, if you stay at the bank, where will you be in 20 years? If you become mayor sooner or later, you're going to have probably uh, worked your way through a career. And then where are you going to be? You're going to be starting from scratch at age 45, as opposed to where you are. And uh, I took that to heart. And uh, that was kind of a game plan we went. But I had the luxury of once a year for a week, going and spending time snow skiing with him and we would sit up and literally talk till midnight if he could stay awake or if either one of us could stay awake that might be the big <laughs> deal but it, uh, it it was phenomenal conversation it was always uh, philosophical it was what can we do to make it better what can we do to help not just Gulfport where, where he lived I live in past Christian but what can we do to make the whole ambient feel for the coast in Mississippi better that was his charge in life, and I know of no one in my lifetime on this coast that did it better. Well, look, it's well documented how I feel about him, and I think about his preparation of people like John Harrison, who will run with that with that uh, torch and do amazing things as a result of that. 
I think about people like Lenny Sawyer. I love the way that Lenny talked about on the tribute thing when they lived in Western Guphorn that George always picked him because he was four foot nothing. And <laughs> I, 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 no, he said four right. feet tall, four feet wide, you know. I, I just thought, what it isn't that a, that's such a sweet thing, man. I mean, that oh, speaks yeah. to brotherhood and love and and you know what's in the heart of those people. Lenny Lenny is still working his way through it. They they were uh they were like Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer friends from the get go, from the time yeah. they were on Woodward Avenue in West Gulfport. I, and I'm going back into the early forties. So uh, yeah. they, they grew up together. Neither one of them had a lot to to uh to other than an old rusty wagon and a beat up bicycle. And, and that's where life started for both of them. And they worked their way to the top. What a great success story for both of them. That's for sure. I agree. Hey, listen, listen, uh, real quick. You've been on the fed. So when you, when you rub shoulders with fed people, are they, are they happy with the way things are beginning to look now? What's your, what, what you hearing from folks? Well, I, I was one of the board of governors, chairman Greenspan and, and then later, uh, chairman Ben Bernanke's, three appointments that uh, wasn't a presidential, it was a board of governors and chairman deal. So I had a chance to visit with them, with them significantly. Uh, uh, Cindy and I had a chance last week to have dinner with Raphael Bostich, who is the uh, president of the Atlanta Fed, but a phenomenal person. What are they thinking? Uh, their thoughts are Congress has got to curtail spending. If they don't, the Fed has no choice, Ricky. They have no choice other than to the only stimulus that they can put into a market right now is, is dealing with interest rates and money supplies and other things. And you run the risk of inflation, which we saw uh, when we dumped a lot of money in the market uh, politically and, and monetarily from a, uh, almost a necessity point of view. You saw it, uh, you saw it after 9-11. And that was a necessity, and you saw it after the pandemic got rolling in early 2020. Yeah. They, they meaning the Fed, feel Congress has to curtail full spending. That's not a political comment. But once that takes place, actually, this economy is pretty strong right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Employment is at a phenomenal uh, level, and now that's cooling off some, obviously, but uh, – uh, it's been a it's been a buyer's market if you're in the labor market, so to speak. Uh, if you have a good a good trade and a, and a good profession, you can probably find a good job somewhere. Hey, so Dave, what's interesting going into the future? Yeah, the, we'll the, 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 the horizon is a little bit less optimistic and less rosy. So we're coming to the end of the segment together, but it's interesting. It makes you wonder about the financial advisors to Biden because it's clear the Fed is concerned about our spending. And even still, he's trying to forgive five billion dollars worth of student loans in the in, in the moment of this. And listen, I get it. The loans are high. You know, the the interest rates are high. It's difficult. But at the end of the day, um, can America afford to be letting people off the hook like that? You know, five billion dollars. I mean, just uh, it's incredible. Dave, we're out of time, but it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Okay. Have a great day, and, uh, and by the way, thanks for all your leadership of the train museum, man. What a, what a wonderful uh, uh, attraction that is! If you haven't uh, been talk there, about you know, hitting it out of the park. Cindy Walker's knocked it. Uh, woo! Cindy's done totally out of the park. Uh, she's so smart and so good at what she does. Hey, listen, well, I think right. I hang around with her. Yeah, I bet. You, I bet it is. Hey, listen, have a great weekend, and we'll see you Monday morning.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.